Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening through the Bible podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people, just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So, if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So, let's get started. Today, we are looking at Proverbs We are going to be taking up uh, chapter 6, verse 25, going down through chapter 8, down to verse 9, where Dr. McGee leaves off. We are, again, talking about adultery. And um, this is is a, a, a recurrent theme beginning in Proverbs. This is the father trying to give wisdom to the son. And he is not holding back. He is telling him over and over and over. He is using so many, he's using direct language. He's painting illustrations, visual pictures. He is um, not leaving it to any interpretation. And he is saying several times, these are the direct words right out of my mouth to you. You know, this is, this will kill you. This will ruin your life. Um, and we can see how true these words are, how many homes and lives have been wrecked through uh, these type of sins. And a question that we can all ask is, um, are you aware of the battle? This is the one of the battlegrounds, the spiritual warfare that we talked about in Ephesians, the spiritual warfare going on. Are you engaged in the battle? This is the spiritual warfare you have to be careful about. Some of the spiritual warfare. And whether you want to be involved in that warfare or not, you're in the battle. So, let's um, start. Verse 25, chapter 6. Do not desire her beauty in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. Okay, so again, we're starting out uh, how important it is the heart. Keeping your heart centered on Christ is just a huge theme through Ephesians, huge theme through all of the Psalms. Um, we talked about this in Galatians. The proper response to, to the God is a Christ-centered heart, is a heart centered on His words. And again, right now, He is in the middle of painting um, sin uh, as... Um, uh, a woman, a forbidden woman, a prostitute woman. Um, so sometimes uh, women are now compared to this uh, evil desire, but then 
We flip it and then women are also compared to wisdom. So he's using the analogy of a woman in an evil way, but also in a, in a wise way, in a beautiful way. So we can't let anything take uh, God out of our hearts and are centered for the our hearts have to be completely centered on him. Verse 26 for the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. <clears throat> your marriage is one of the most precious things you've got in your life. You have to cherish your wife. You have to cherish your marriage. You have to cherish your husband. And he's sort of saying, if you trade that away for a loaf of bread, for the price of a loaf of bread, if you take that for granted, you're throwing away a precious life, your wife, but you're throwing away a precious life, your own life. You're throwing away your marriage. And again, the marriage is one of the mysteries of God that we studied in Ephesians. It's when... The man and the woman become united in Christ. Again, as part of the body of Christ. Can a man, Then he sort of asks a few questions as if to say, Are you kidding me right now? Verse 27, Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burnt? Are you, are you kidding me? Can you get so close to sin and think you're, it's okay and you're not going to be affected by it? Verse 28, Or can one walk on hot coals? And his feet not be scorched. You think you can? You think you can walk in sin or walk along a sinful pathway and think you're going to be okay? Verse twenty nine. So who? So, so is he who gives in? Excuse me. So, is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife? None who touches her her will go unpunished. Adultery is huge in the eyes of the Lord as a sin. Verse 30 and 31. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. The adulterer has no wisdom. The adulterer has no sense. And the adulterer is going just to completely dishonor God. He is going to forsake Lord's teaching in these words. He'll destroy another person. He'll destroy... He causes discord. Remember back in verse 6, verse 19... A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. This is discord, huge discord. Verse 23, he will get wounds and dishonor and and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse though you multiply gifts. Jealousy does something to the heart. Um, And if you destroy another man's marriage through adultery, 
the other man is not going to just let it go. These wounds of adultery go very deep. And the adulterer will have something permanent in his heart. And um, again, just tremendous warnings against this. And God says they will not go unpunished. But it's God who does the punishing. For chapter 7, My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. So again, these words, God's words, are his uh, words to live by, not our words to live by. His teaching should be the apple of your eye. In other words, keep your eyes focused on these words. If you can keep your eyes focused on what God's words are all about, you're not going to be looking around and coveting things that you don't have. God says you've got you've to appreciate what I've given you, my provision for you. And if you don't, if you don't accept what God's provision is, you're going to covet. You are going to um, wish you had things you didn't have. And when you do that, your eyes reveal what your heart craves. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight your intimate friend. Now he's comparing wisdom to a sister and a friend. To keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. Okay, <clears throat> again, we're talking about the adulteress itself. We were talking about the act of adultery. Now we're describing the adulteress. Now this, <clears throat> I'm going to read all these verses. It goes 6 through 23. It's just, I may comment if I, if I need to, but this is describing the temptation. Again, these Proverbs get right into where rubber meets the road here. Verse 6, For at the window of my house I've looked out through my lattice, and I've seen the young... <clears throat> I've seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house. You see, this is sin beginning. He's saying, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to walk by, you know. I'm not going to get hurt by it. I'm just walking by it. How how you begin to delude yourself just a little bit. I'm just taking my heart off God just a little bit. I'm okay. Verse 9, In the twilight in the evening, at the time of night and darkness, and behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She's loud and wayward. Her feet do not stray. Her feet do not stay at home. <coughs> now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. Okay? So now, here it is. The timing is happening. And the all of a sudden, the, the young man's all walking around. And all of a sudden, if his eyes aren't on God, his feet lead where his eyes take him. And he's already on the wrong path. 
And when you're on the wrong path, well, guess what? You, you start seeing the wrong things. And this is what happens. She seizes him and kisses him. And with bold face, she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I've paid my vows. So now I come out to meet you, to see you eagerly, and I've found you. It's almost like she's justifying being there. She's justifying all of this. You know, it's like false wisdom. It's false words, you know, which is, goes back to chapter 6, verse 19. A false witness who breathes out lies and sows discord. <clears throat> Verse 16, I've spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till the morning and let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home and he has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home with much seductive speech. She persuades him with her smooth talk. She compels him. All at once he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare. He does not know what it will cost him, his life. He gets closer and closer and closer until then he just completely gives in. It's kind of the anatomy of the tempt- of a temptation. And all of the senses come into play. His heart's off-centered. His mind is is following the lead of his heart, thinking about what he's going to do, justifying it to himself, trying to build up his own wisdom, justifying it. His ears are itching for what they want to hear. He filters out probably other people warning him. He, he filters out his other responsibilities and he's he's tuning in to what he wants to hear, what his itching ears want to hear. They want to hear what his heart desires. His eyes leading to a path and thinking it's not going to hurt me. And he's on the wrong path. And and the more the more he hears and sees what his heart really craves, the more he walks down the same path. Perhaps he does it day after day after day until he gets a little bit closer, a little bit closer he hears more and more that completely justify it and make it seem right. Make it seem like no one's going to get hurt because of the circumstances. Just this once. And as God says, it's like an animal going to its own slaughter. Verse 24, and now it says, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. And he's saying, listen up, people. You better listen and not only listen, but be attentive to every single word because it's coming right out of my mouth to you. It's coming from me to you. Let not your heart, again, it's the heart that has to be centered on God. It starts in the heart and ends in the heart. Let not your heart turn aside. Turn aside, it's got to be centered. If you're turning to the left or if you're turning to the right, you're off center. If your heart is turned aside, you're not centered. And it's just like, it's just like um, a gauge where the needle has to be straight in the middle. If it's a little bit, one or two degrees off to the left or right, you're, 
your heart is not completely centered. And if it's not completely centered, it's so easy for sin to get in there. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Her ways, not God's ways. Do not, do not stray into her paths. Not God's path. Her path. For many a victim she's laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, which is hell, going down to the chambers of death. This is sin, and it's not just this woman per se. It's sin itself. But the Father is emphasizing how important it is not to commit adultery in any form, shape, or fashion, and not even to get close to it, not even to get on the pathway to it, not even to stray off God's path onto that path. Verse 8. All right. Now, out of all this gloomy verse, I mean, these are this is sobering scripture for me to have to read. All of a sudden, here we go. Does not wisdom call? Uh-oh, we have a wake-up call. In the middle of all this, we have a wake-up call. Does not the understanding raise her voice? Now we've got a woman portrayed as wisdom and understanding. So if you're a lady here in all this, it's not all gloom about women. Women now are portrayed as wisdom itself, the personification of wisdom, the personification of understanding. So God's very balanced in how he is giving this advice. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud, To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to all the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. It's the school of wisdom calling. It's somebody saying, hey, haven't you had enough time being a fool? It's the simple ones, the ones who don't know God. <clears throat> the simple don't understand. And so, we have direct advice. And Jesus said himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way. The only way <clears throat> is Jesus Christ. He's the path that you have to take. His path. Not your own path. Not your own wisdom. Not the wisdom of the world. 
not the wisdom of whatever your heart wants and craves or whatever somebody else can rationalize and justify. There's all kind of things out there that can that are fighting right now today to take your heart off Christ. And I don't know what they are for everybody. For everybody they're a little bit different for each one of us. And not every, you know, not every one of us all of a sudden is going to face somebody trying to tempt us into prostitution, but it might be something else. It might be the sin or lust, or greed, or jealousy, or hatred, the temptation to belittle one another, the temptation of your own pride, your own selfish nature, thinking you're better than somebody else. Remember what God said, uh, verse uh, chapter 6, verse 17, the things that God hates the most of all, haunty eyes like pride and a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. So prideful people, liars, violence. 18, if a heart that devises wicked plans, a heart that is not centered on him, and not only not centered on him, but making up things to reject him. Wicked plans, feet that run to evil. A false witness that breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. If you're sowing discord in the church or among the brothers of Christ, if you're just sowing discord among a marriage of somebody else who've been joined together in Christ, you're sowing discord. That's an abomination to the Lord. An abomination. That word is used again back here in chapter 8, verse 7. Wickedness is an abomination. So, the battle is on. We're all in this battle. And, um, I didn't plan on this, but I think I will. Uh, I'll read Ephesians chapter 6. I'll start at verse 10 about what the battle is. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Not your own might, but His might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. He doesn't tell you to beat the devil. He says just stand your ground. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirit, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is sin in all its forms and fashions and all its manifestations that God hates, including the lust, anything your eyes crave, whatever they may be. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm, stand, therefore. He's telling you to stand your ground. You don't have to beat the devil. You have to withstand the temptation, the spiritual warfare. Stand your ground. Because why? The Holy Spirit is living inside you. Stand, therefore. That One of the reasons he's living inside you is he knows you can't stand by yourself. 
Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth. The belt of truth is the word of God, Jesus Christ. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. Our faith in him makes us righteous because he lives now in us. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, lives in us. The breastplate of righteousness. His righteousness of Christ protects our heart. And the breastplate covers the heart. That's the mortal wound. A spear to the chest, piercing the heart. is a mortal wound. The breastplate's supposed to cover up your heart because your heart's supposed to be centered on Christ, on God. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The foundation of all of this is Jesus Christ. Your feet. The gospel message is the message of Jesus Christ. His gift to you. All of this, all of these qualities about the armor of God is about Jesus Christ. They're all qualities of Jesus Christ. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith in which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Your faith is your shield. Faith in Jesus Christ. Your faith can help you through this. Jesus Christ can help you through this. His Spirit in you can help you through this. And take the helmet of salvation. Your salvation protects your brain, protects your mind. What are you thinking about right now? Keep your mind and heart centered on the salvation that we have through Jesus Christ. The sword of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. The sword of His Holy Spirit. The sword is not only a uh, a defensive weapon, but it's an offensive weapon. It's the only... It's an offensive weapon. All this other stuff is to defend yourself. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The Word of God is your offense. Not yourself. Not your words. Not your wisdom. And not any of your little ways to try to fight. Let the Word of God be your only offensive weapon. That's all. You're not going to win anybody to Christ with your own words. You're not going to justify anybody with your own words. And you're not going to resist temptation and stand your ground in this battle with your own words and wisdom. Your, your sword, your offensive weapon is, is God's word, not you. God does the heavy lifting in this battle. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. What are you supposed to be doing every day? Praying. All kinds of prayers. And be alert. Be alert because you're in a battle. You may not even know it. But you got to be alert to the battle and alert to the fact that you're in it. And the battle is for your soul. Making supplication for all the saints. Praying for all these saints. And also for me, that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Be an alert ambassador. 
You are the representation of Jesus Christ on earth today, whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not. Jesus Christ is alive and well in the world, and, the, and His body is present in the form of every Christian, united in the body of Christ. You're an ambassador. You're His representation, like it or not. And you got to be alert, because there's a battle going on. And the battle is for you. You got you to gotta armor up and use the Word of God. That's your protection. And in Proverbs, the Father is saying to His Son, these words are your protection. They're your life. Don't lose them. And whatever you do, never stray off the path of righteousness. Don't stray off the path of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself again said, and we'll close with John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. <clears throat> no one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way. He is the pathway you need to take. He is the truth. His words are true. They're the only words that hold over time. His words give you life. His words are what you use to fight every conceivable battle that you may have. There's no battle that you have to fight. That His words aren't applicable. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He's how you live in every way no matter where you are, who you are, what your circumstances are, what country you're in, He's your life. He is how you need to live because His words give you life. So, I hope this is encouraging to you today and shed some light on these uh, verses in Proverbs. For me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you next time. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. And now I'll turn it over to Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. And I can't wait to hear what you've got to say this morning. Take care now. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Proverbs chapter 6, verse 24, all the way through to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 to 9. So today's teaching um, is looking at the instruction that is given to... Um, a young man by his parents to um, beware of a woman with easy morals. And it's also looking at, um, you know, the heart is the genesis of sin, where sin actually begins from. So um, scripture reads from verse 24. It says, To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of the seductress. Do not lust for her beauty in your heart nor let her allure you with her eyelids. So um, here it talks about do not um, lust after her beauty in her heart. So it's, it looks at the heart. Um, you know, you find so many men had been lured by, um, you know, the seductress with her um, flattering tongue, but um, she leads to nothing but destruction. So verse 26 goes on to read, For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. So men 
are reduced to nothing. You know, we have seen in scripture and in, in, um, you know, in, in history how many men have actually fallen because of, um, you know, the lies of um, a seductress, of um, a stranger woman. So, you know, um, so many men, so many nations, so, women, so many men and so many nations have, have actually tumbled and, and have fallen. Look at Solomon. Um, look at what happened to him. Look at um, Lot. So, um, you know, this is the instruction of um, that is of parents that, that of, of of parents giving to um, a young man because before he goes out into the world. So um, it goes on. To, scripture goes on to read: um, Can a man take fire of his? bosom and his clothes not be burnt can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared um, so he who goes into his neighbor's wife whoever touches her shall not um, be innocent so you know in scripture here if we relate it in our everyday life if we um you know, like the, the the example given here, um, if 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 you if you play with fire and um, you know you try and um, put fire on your bosoms, you're gonna get burnt. Or if you walk and call, you don't expect not to get burnt. You're gonna get burnt. So um, this is a teaching that is being given to a young man. Do not um, do not try and tempt sin. Do not try and um, um, you know. Stay away from 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 like from evil and from sin. Um, as a child of God, do not try and tempt it. Um, you will be burnt. So, like, if I give an ex an example of like, um, if I'm driving on a highway and it says, you know, the speed limit says it's sixty, sixty miles per hour. I should drive at sixty miles per hour. There's a reason why it's sixty miles per hour. If I decide to drive at, um, one hundred and forty miles per hour in a sixty mile zone. Well, guess what's going to happen? Um, I'm going to crash. I'm going to die. So, um, you know, do not try and tempt, um, you know, um, do not try and, um, you know, take fire um, to your bosom. Your clothes are going to get burnt. This is what scripture actually says. So um, he who goes in his neighbor's wife, who touches her, shall not be innocent. So the instruction here is do not commit adultery. Do not... Um, do not look at property that's actually not yours. Do not go into, um, you know, another man's, um, another man's things and, 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 and try and claim them and try and take them when they are not yours. Here it talks about adultery. You know, a man who commits adultery has no plea. The man shall be judged um, if he commits adultery. Um, there is no plea for adultery. And this, um, this is one of the commandments that God has given. Do not commit, you shall not commit adultery. So, um... You know, if you commit adultery, this will scar you for the rest of the, you know, for the rest of your lives. Um, you know, a home will be wrecked, a home will be ruined. And, um, you know, these are the consequences of adultery. If we go on to read um, verse 30, uh, people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. So if... Um, if, a, if, if you get a thief who is stealing, like if you catch a thief who is stealing, the Bible says, you know, let him actually return 
um, what he actually stole, sevenfold. So um, he may give up all his he may give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding, lacks wisdom. So in this book of wisdom, book of Proverbs, you know, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we fear the Lord and uh, it's the beginning of wisdom, let's not depend on our own understanding. Um, there is instruction. Um, you know, only a fool can depend on their own understanding. So um, whoever commits adultery, as scripture says in verse 32, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does not destroy his own, he who does so destroys his own soul. So judgment day is coming um, for adulterers and fornicators. So, um, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. So, um, you know, adultery causes a lot of harm and destruction in people's lives. It causes divorces, it, co it, it wrecks homes, and, um, you know, it causes, um, you know, just a lot of um, destruction in, in, in people's lives. And, you know, as a child of God, as, um, you know, brought up in God's instruction, there is no plea for adultery. Um, God will come down and judge us. Um, he will not accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give many gifts. <clears throat> so verse 7 <clears throat> in scripture, this is an instruction to the young man to be aware of, you know, a woman with easy morals. Um, and if we look at the spiritual application of this, you know, back in the Old Testament, um, you know, um, there was a lot of spiritual um, idolatry, you know, when God's people turned away from God and, um, you know, they played the harlot. So they created their own gods um, and their own idols and um, they had all types of cults and isms and, um, you know, they made up, that they made up like little harlots. But, you know, God is the only savior. He's our only Lord and personal savior. Back in the Old Testament, um, there was um, the law that was actually put in place that um, <clears throat> that um, God's people actually followed. In the New Testament, a Savior came, and this, this was Jesus Christ. This is um, God the Son. And um, now the law can't save us. Um, it's only Christ who can save us. He is the bridge. Uh, we are joined to the living Christ. So, um, you know, Christ lives in us, and he is the only um, Lord and personal Savior. Um, you know, you find there's so much spiritual prostitution out there today, um, trying to lure us to settle for, for nothing less um, than Christ. If we look, read in, um, you know, the luring of the stranger woman, if we read in um, chapter 7, verse, starting from verse 4, it says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest skin, um, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Verse 6 goes on to read, For in the window of my house I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple, um, I perceived among the youth a young man devoid of understanding. So here's a young man who lacks wisdom and lacks understanding, um, who depends on his own wisdom and understanding. So... Um, 
It goes on to read, passing along the streets near her corner, and he took the path to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. So, um, you know, you find, if the spiritual application of this, you find today there's a lot of spiritual prostitution lurking around to actually give you doctrine and make less of Christ, to give you um, doctrine that doesn't even, um, that, that won't save us. Um, so she, scripture goes on to read, so she caught him and kissed him when uh, with an impudent face she said to him, I have peace offering with me. Today I have paid my vows, so I come out to meet you, diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with mirth, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey, and he has taken a bag of money with him and he will come home on the appointed day with her enticing speech she caused him to yield with her flattering lips she seduced him immediately he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till an arrow st struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare he did not know it would cost his life so um you know here is um a harlot a seductress a stranger woman um who preys on the foolish who preys on a man who has not received instruction um this is a man who is devoid of instruction and understand who is devoid of 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 of, of wisdom so um you know, as children of God, we cannot depend on our own understanding. We are supposed to put God first. You know, let us put God in our hearts. Remember the heart is the genesis of all sin. So let us accept Christ as our Lord and personal Savior and put him in our hearts. Moving along to chapter 8. Um, you know... It looks at um, all the cults and isms that are going around and, you know, um, that follow all these doctrines and all. They're out there um, trying to lure people, like the harlot and the seductress, trying to lure people to them. They are ringing, they are ringing bells, knocking down doors, knocking on doors to try and um, lure people to, to them. Let us as God's people also knock on doors and, you know, ring bells and, and, and let us go out there and, 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 sh and send out a call for Christ. You know, Christ has been made wisdom to us. Christ is wisdom. Um, so there is no excuse to lack wisdom and understanding because Christ has been made understanding. Let us let the Holy Spirit dwell in us in order for us to open our eyes and open our, our spirits and our souls and, you know, let us, um, let Christ live in us. Verse 8 reads, Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift her up, lift 
up her voice, she takes her stand on the top of the high hill, besides the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors to you. O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you foolish, be an understanding uh, be of an, of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things. And from the openings of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and rise to those who find knowledge so this is um christ calling out to to us to 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 seek wisdom to seek christ to seek understanding um let us call out to christ you know um it's um it um uh, wisdom is 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 not you know is not as complicated as 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 we think it is um Wisdom is Christ. Um, if we call out to Christ um, and we, um, we look to Christ, we have faith and we believe in Christ, he will open up so many doors. He will open up so many, under, so many things. He will open up our hearts and our eyes for us to actually understand um, um, his teachings and um, what is in his word. So Christ is wisdom. Um, let us you know, keep our hearts pure. Let us, um, let us not be lured like the fool by the stranger woman or the seductress with all the, you know, isms and cults. And, um, you know, let us not be spiritual prostitutes um, and, 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 and follow doctrines that are not of Christ. Let us, you know, follow Christ and um, we are, have been joined to Christ and let us follow Christ because he is the only one who can save us and um, he is the only one who has promised eternal life. So yes, this is today's teaching. Thank you all for listening. God bless and bye-bye.